same thing. You want to scope yourself to the best, uh, your best version. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people always forget that when you, you know, begin your workout journey is at the end of the day, we all want to be able to scope ourselves to the best physique possible. Why? Be, not just because we want to go to the beach and look good, but also because you want to just be able to have this body where down the line, it's like an investment almost. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. You're eating right. You're, you're working out right. You're sleeping right. It's an investment. And that's how I look at it now. It's just like there's no looking back. And once you start, you're not going to. You're not going to look back. You know, if you think about testosterone, I talk a lot about it for both men and women. For women, testosterone should be, and we're talking about total, should yeah. be closer to 30 and above. Yeah. So if you're not getting your, this is back to know your numbers and all that stuff, the podcast we talked about earlier, there's three episodes in a row. But testosterone is a great indicator for aging for both men and women. For men, it should be over 500, and women, it should be over 30. Mm -hmm. So you got to ask the question, what's one of the greatest ways to build testosterone? Mm. Sleep omega-3 fats, and strength training. Mm. So who doesn't want to have better testosterone because it's a great indicator of how you're aging. You do those three, you're going to see some really good changes. Good. Here's one thing. If you don't have enough money to get a personal trainer, find an accountability partner. Find somebody that actually wants to, that's either better than you or that's already doing it or that's trying to do it because Getting around people who was already doing something better than you is going to elevate you. You you hang around what they say you hang around five millionaires you be the sixth one. So find like somebody, that. yeah, find somebody that's better than you. Because I shout out to my friend Juan back in the day, I got around to somebody that was already doing it, and that's what got me to keep going. Because he's like, oh, let's go to the gym today. I'm like, I don't feel like it. He like, bro, come on, let's go. So I have an accountability partner. Two, if you don't have that, you have you know you by yourself kind of lone wolfing it. Create these habits. Do some push-ups. Do some planks. Do just start off small. You don't gotta go to the gym and bust up 225 pounds of weight. You know what I'm saying? Just start doing push-ups and just start doing like small things that's gonna build your habits. The most important thing is habits. What are you cueing yourself to do? Welcome back to another Rusty Moo podcast. Uh, this is Chris Johnson in the in the hot seat today, and I have one of my um, favorite guests here is my buddy here that works in outdoor living, uh, Rashawn. And um, hello, world. Yeah. So again, hey, good to see you again. And um, we're getting ready for a holiday weekend. When you listen to this, it will be past, but uh, July fourth. And again, we've had a lot of uh, changes. I was in Newark this week, and we had problems with uh, not only the weather, um, I didn't even get out of Detroit until Tuesday. I was in the mm. uh, Detroit airport all of Monday from uh, about 11.30 a.m. till about 1 a.m. And then, um, anyway, the audience doesn't need to listen to this. But uh, when I got to Newark the next day at about 2 o'clock, you know, I felt so bad for all these people because most of them had slept in the airport all night because they couldn't get out. So a lot of air traffic control, weather, combination of everything. But uh, we're back here. It's a sunny, going to be a sunny weekend. And uh, here in Michigan, we're excited about having some time away and um, celebrating the um, our birthday of our country, which is always fun. And a um, couple things just to housekeeping. We have our brand new kids' cod liver oil. And so it's flavored with monk fruit. So it adds a little bit of a flavor like a bubble gum. In fact, I took it to my event this past week, and I had everybody try it. And it was kind of a mixed group. They really liked the organic lemon flavored, 
but some of them like that. So again, it's going to be interesting to see how the adults, uh, if they want to transition to that or they want to just stay with that and let the yeah. kids try it. So um, how about yourself? Anything going on in your world? What do you got going on this weekend? I'm booked this weekend. I got a lot of stuff going on. Coming up. I like book. that you're booked. I'm booked. I love being booked. <laughs> I got a lot of family to see, family reunion, stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. Good for you. Yeah. I'm going to use that word in the future. Hey, what do you got going on this weekend? I'm booked. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. Yeah. I'm booked. Um, today, we're going to talk about, for the last, if you didn't listen to the podcast last, our last one, and it was called Back to the Future, and we've been doing this a long time. We were in the 160-some podcasts, but that was one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's not always nice to listen to your voice, mm-hmm. but I really liked the conversation Matt and I had about basically being the author of your future. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was working out today. I was playing paddle ball this morning, and I remember there's a gentleman next to me, and we're ta- talking about something. I don't know this guy. I've never seen him, but he was talking about, you know, it's most of your health is genetics. Mm. I couldn't let yeah. it go. I'm like, no, it's, it really isn't. I mean, yeah. you, everybody has those. They've seen those people that don't take care of themselves, and they, but they're not really living a vibrant life. They might be living, mm-hmm. but the quality of life is not there. And so that's what that podcast is all about, is that you are the author of your future. And, your, and again, things change as we age. You know, for me, I'll be 66 in a couple of months. And I always look at, like, what do I want? But really, at the end of the day, nobody ever really wants to give up their health. Everybody wants health. Mm-hmm. They want to feel good. Yep. And so that's the podcast. And then a few podcasts before that, we did a series. In fact, I was doing a... Uh, event um, the other day with a, a local organization here in our community, and it was all about know your numbers and your body's always talking to you. So we have three episodes in a row of know your numbers, cholesterol, all that kind of stuff. So if you're going to get a, a, a visit to your um, primary care doctor, listen to those those three episodes before you go. We'll give you the information along the way. So that, anyway, that's what's going on here. Um, we're still bringing a lot of groups in. I'm still traveling a fair amount. Matt's been on vacation this week. Uh, Mark, Rashawn, and I are kind of holding down the fort right now, but everything's all good. But we want to talk about today, back to what we discussed last week, and really talking about your future. Mm-hmm. And that future is movement. We're going to talk about exercise today, but predominantly strength training. And if I look back in time, strength training is really beneficial for everyone. And we want to start that at a young age. And I think sometimes people don't realize that is strength training, you could be, the, you know, back in the day in the bodybuilding days, but that's not really what it's all about. It's about really putting adaptation in the body so the body can, can move. And so we all want to move as we get older, and that's where strength training comes in. And in my book, this is in Chapter 27 of my Rusty Move book, so if you're not familiar with that, and it's, I spent a lot of time in that, but I tell a story when I was 11 years old, and my parents gave me a 110-pound weight set for my 11th birthday. So go back in time. That's over 55 years ago. So 55 years ago, who gives their kid a 110-pound barbell set? And today, I still have some of those, those, those weights from that, and they're gold. They're painted gold. And so I still have a few of those. But I was, really, I was just looking back, why did my parents buy that for me? And I was always interested in like pull-ups and push-ups and President's Physical Fitness Award. And I was always fascinated by muscles. I remember watching the Arnold documentary. We talked about that a little bit last week. And Arnold had all these pictures of bodybuilders. But I was really always fascinated by the physical body and really how do you make it 
get better. And when you started lifting weights way back in the day, I remember my parents' friends were telling me when I was 20 that those muscles you have will turn into fat as you get older. When you hit to be, when you get to be 40, those muscles will turn to fat. And I think to myself, that's the farthest thing from the truth. So again, in fact, when you hit 40, even 50, as we get older, that's really where we want to make sure we're dialing in. So from a strength standpoint, so if you're out there and you're not strength training, it's the fastest way to improve mobility, injuries, um, talk about testosterone, hormones, Mm -hmm. vibrance of your metabolism, so that benefits just go on and on and on. So anyway, that's the conversation today. We want to talk about strength training. Rashawn and I are just going to go back and forth, but is there anything that you want to kind of just lead off with today is that's kind of what you're thinking on strength training? You're 25 years old. You're a very fit young man. Well, I started strength training when I was about maybe 20, to be serious, like to actually try it. So five years ago. Five years ago. <clears throat> I didn't really know what I was doing, and I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They don't know what they're doing. Um, but I started looking online and just finding different things to mimic almost. Sure. I found my own routine. So I feel like um, I feel like that's what a lot of people are missing, and they're afraid to be like, you know, I don't want to go in the gym, and I'm doing these curls, and I look dumb. I feel like that's everybody afraid of nowadays. But that's the thing that's going to make you feel great. Me and you always talk. We always say what? If we don't work out, if we miss a day, we just don't feel right. Well, and the thing is, again, I was talking to this guy today, and you know, he was kind of talking about genetics and this and that. And mm-hmm. but really, what he did say, the number one reason he moves his body regularly is that what it does for his mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, when people say to me, you know, strength training's boring, it's the farthest thing from the truth if you start understanding what to do. And that's really what I want to talk about today because, as you said, we used to do personal training back at the Michigan Athletic Club. And we did this for, I mean, I was doing at the Michigan Athletic Club for 17 years. And, you know, we had 32 trainers at one time. And I remember most of the members coming in that they were fascinated by this gigantic gym, but there's no instruction. That's crazy. You could take Pilates and, and all these different apparatuses, but you had to be instructed. You couldn't even not. You could never go in in a Pilates studio and just just play around. Mm-hmm. You had to have instruction. And I used to say to the Pilates instructors and the group fitness instructors, "You're letting people walk into the gym, loading up a leg press, have no idea what they're doing, or a bench press, or whatever it is." <laughs> so where's that mentality that everybody needs instruction? I mean, where do you learn this? Right. And so I used to tell my clients that. We're, I'm going to teach you how to use this facility, how to use strength training equipment. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not around, you know what to do versus many times, you know, I always talk about to trainers is you don't want to take them through a workout. You can do that. But the really key is teaching them how to do it on their own. Now, again, right. it's nice to have somebody to guide you and push you and things like that. But at some point in time, really, the magic is that intrinsic motivation. Right. Yeah where Rashawn is doing it on his own mm-hmm. because he likes to, but he kind of also has a plan of what, what we're doing. And again, many people feel stupid, and I used to say, nobody's watching you, exactly. but I'm going to help you yeah. you know, feel confident that you can do some of this stuff. So let's mm-hmm. begin with, as you said earlier, I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
So what if you're not knowing where you're doing? And again, we're going to get into some of the weeds. So some of you that are out there are already strength training, I think there's going to be beneficial to you. But the beginning is this, is really understanding what strength training is. Mm-hmm. And I'll sit down with my clients and I tell them, all it is is you're putting adaptation to the body. You're putting some force, some load, mm-hmm. and that could be body weight. That could be kettlebells, dumbbells, machines. It doesn't matter. And so people always want to know bands. I remember I did a strength training uh, workshop for strength coaches for mm. the Big Ten. Mm. And I brought in, and there was you know, all the Big Ten strength coaches. And so here I am, a non, non-strength coach, but I was invited by another strength coach. And I brought in bands. And this is 20, probably 28 and 29 years ago. And they were saying, well, how do you measure that? You know, there's no way to measure it. Like if you're doing a bench press or a squat or whatever, you can measure how much weight they're squatting and things like that. Today you can look at, you know, foot pounds and all sorts of different things. But they were all jazzed up about how do you measure this? And I said, well, the body's amazing. It's going to have to adapt. But the beautiful thing about the band, they're portable. They're super safe. They have a different curve. You know, the curve's different from the strength curve. And now everybody's doing bands. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what tool you use, but it's just putting your body under some type of load. Mm-hmm. And the load has to be, when you think about that, it has to be something that you get a little bit uncomfortable. So if I have this pen right here and I do a bicep curl with that pen, you're probably going to get very little adaptation. Yeah. Now, if I, I was watching World's Strongest Men contest last night, it was just crazy. These guys were lifting in the the stones and they yeah and they were throwing Mm -hmm. they were lifting the stones and the stones were have to be over and the stone started at 310 pounds and the top stone went up to 420 pounds these guys are picking these stones up with their body it's hot out it's slippery and they're picking a 420 pound stone over that so again that's that's the other extreme i mean so you got to look at it's the porridge it's just right and so you got to look at, and so when we begin with strength training, number one is it's really about posture. I can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. If you get the body out of alignment and you keep working that, you're just going to, you're going to get the nervous system to start thinking that's normal. Mm-hmm. So when you see people in the gym doing curls and bench presses and they're slamming it or whatever it is, the knees are doing this and that, their body's completely out of alignment. That's really what you want to focus on in the beginning is getting your body, paying attention to your posture, work on an alignment. And I was doing an event in outside of Newark this last week at Crystal Springs Resort, and one of the guys says, what about functional training? Mm-hmm. I said, well, this is where you begin. If I'm going to teach you how to jump and how to twist and whatever, we got to start from the basics, right. and we got to teach the posture and everything else, and then everything else can progress out, and that's progressions. So step number one just to understand what strength training is. Number two, there's all sorts of ways to strength training, how many tools to use. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you, hey, Rashawn, what do you like to do when you're in the gym? It's doing strength training. What do you like to do? Uh, what kind of equipment do you like to use? I like to do a lot of free weights. Okay. Um, I also like to do machines. It just depends. Just depends. I like to just switch it up. Here just switch there. it up. Yeah. So it depends on what you have access to. Yeah. That's that's one what I have access to, and also what's um, targeting my muscles the most. I know free weights always target your muscles. You get the whole 
nine yards, but sometimes when you use machines, they kind of just target that exact muscle. So. Yeah, so exactly what you're saying. So depending on who I'm working with, mm -hmm. if I have a senior that's very deconditioned, I don't want to have them all over the board to start with. Yeah, right. I want to teach them. And so I might have them do a, maybe it's a chest press or a lap pull down, but they're, it's going to be a little bit easier for them to create stability and yeah. alignment and better posture. Mm -hmm. Once they learn the movement, then you turn into a playground. So now I can go in and do movements that they're actually dumbbells. Yeah. Maybe I've actually, you know, you're challenging them differently. But now they learn the movement, and then from there we can start progressing. Mm -hmm. So for you, if I'm right. I'm working with you again, you don't you just let's just mix it up, let's play around with it, let's do some balance stuff, let's challenge yourself. But step number one is really looking at what do you have access to, what's your posture, what's your form. Yep. That's where we begin, mm -hmm. and then from there you start really looking at the level of fitness you're working with. Right. So if I have somebody that's super fit, they're going to kind of jump right in. If they're not, we're going to start really slowly. Mm -hmm. So most people just beginning, I would highly recommend you take two lower body exercises. Could be a squat and maybe a step back, very safe. And the progressions can be such. So when I start with that, I always want to teach, and this is what I got from my really good friend, Walt Reynolds, we were talking about this one day, and he talked about the three R's of strength training. Mm. So this came from Walt, not from me. And so I'm always curious. I'm like, he, he talked about the three R's, and the first R is range. Mm. So when you go to a high school and you see all these high school football players squatting, they're just squatting as much as they can. Right, yeah. It's all about the resistance. What we call ego lifting. Ego lifting, yeah. right? We've all <laughs> yeah. done it, right? Yeah, we've all done it. So, no but the key is, is really looking at your range of the movement. So we really work on range of motion first. Mm -hmm. The second R is the rate. That's the speed, fast, slow, anywhere in between. So you might have heard me talk on this podcast before, but I've had chronic hamstring problems for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I'm stretching. I can almost do the splits. That's not a problem. But when I see my physical therapist, Jill Marlin, she says the coordination of your spine that again, connects to your hamstrings, your calves, whatever, is really a little bit slow. Mm. So I can do strength training. The movement's kind of slow. I'm stretching, doing all that stuff. But what I don't have is speed. So when I start speeding up movements, like I'm playing, like paddle ball or whatever, yeah. that's when I get in trouble. So we, we started adding more speed. So instead of doing squats super slow, we're adding more body Close weight movements were, you know, I showed you a few yesterday, we're yep. doing lunges and stuff. So now I've changed the rate. Mm. But I don't change the rate at the very beginning with anybody. I really focus on their form and their and their the basic range. Yeah, okay. And generally for most people when they begin, it's usually going to be a, a medium to a slow movement mm. just to teach that. And then the third R is resistance. How much do we load? And you know, you and I have been in the gym many times. If you change, if you re really increase range and you start playing around with the rate, you don't need to add that much load. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get that twisted too. Like they feel like if they can't lift heavy. They're like, it's all in all be all. But honestly, I was lifting with Chris. I lift pretty heavy and I can lift over 220. I just do like bench press like 315. But it was on the machine, but whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm not trying to flex, but anyway. No, flex. I mean, yeah, <laughs> do it. I worked out with Chris and. Like, Chris, you've been in the game, what you said, 40 years, right? Well, now it's uh, I've been 
playing around with body. So I've been 55 years. 55 years. Yeah. So super OG. So <laughs> we was we was working out. He gave me this workout, and we was doing, like, more body weight and a little bit of, like, um, we was using bands. It felt the same exact way as I was lifting heavy weight, only because we were doing the range and the speed, the muscle-mind connection. And I feel like that was really, like – I opened her from, you know, well, again, you just, you just said it muscle mind connection. So Mm -hmm. if you turn the lights off in the gym, this is I say to my clients, the body has no idea what kind of resistance you are putting on. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't care. You're just adding load. Yeah. Now how you add load, if you can add load and you can still maintain your posture and your form, that's the key. Yeah. When you start adding load and you can't, then what's the point? Now we're going to break down. Mm -hmm. And so really think about the three hours. The first one is the range. The right. second one is the rate, the speed, mm. and the third one is resistance. Mm. So now you have like a Rubik's Cube of working out. Yeah, I can go in the gym. I can change my range. I can change my rate. I can change my resistance. The same exact movements. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets fun about strength training is now it's just endless. Right. But at the beginning, I, have a, I had a couple clients in here last night, and I said to them, let's really get this down. Let's, not, let's get the nervous system comfortable. Let's stick with these basic movements. And then as you get these basic movements down, then we can start adding things and playing. It's no different than, you know, meals. Exactly. Instead of giving people 20,000, you know, the Chinese buffet, you're just giving them one or two things to focus on. They get better at it, and away they go. Yep. So in the gym, I think that's the big thing right away is, again, what, what do I have in front of me? What kind of resistance? If you're building a home gym, mm-hmm. I always tell people to get dumbbells, to get some type of resistance bands, get a bench that can move easily, mm-hmm. maybe a Swiss ball, maybe a foam pad. Again, we have all this on our, in, our, in our information, so if you have any questions. But you have to create, if you're going to do this at home, you have to create an environment that's pleasing. Yeah, seriously. If you don't like it and you're in the dungeon, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be something you're going to do on a regular basis. But having a home gym, and if you go to the gym, you know, where I was talking to this group yesterday, you know, many people feel like they don't go to the gym. They're not doing, they're, you know, they can't strength train. Mm. You can strength train in a shoebox. <laughs> you don't need a lot of equipment Yeah, right. if you know what you're doing. Because uh-huh. most of the stuff you can do without any equipment at all. And that's facts. Bat, body weight and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so step number one is we have to look at form. We have to look at the three R's. Again, range, rate, resistance. And then from there, we start picking, like, what am I going to do? So if I said, hey, Rashawn, what do you like to do? What movements do you like to do? What, what does your routine look like? Do you do total body? Mm. Do you I split it up? I total body, body, but I found that to be a little more overwhelming for me in my style. So I like to do chest, back, shoulder, arms, legs, and then I flip it over and switch maybe. So, you know. so you're doing like a three-day split routine. Three days, yeah, maybe three days split, one day off, and I'm back to okay. it. Maybe two days. Mm-hmm. So about five days, about four to five days a week. So if we're teaching a beginner, mm-hmm. what I would recommend is I do a total body routine, mm-hmm. and it's about 15 minutes. So we warm up. We get all warmed up. We do all that kind of stuff. We look at where the range is, look at what equipment we have available. Yeah. And then generally I'll do a, you know two or three movements for their upper body. I always teach a squat. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to learn how to do a squat. And normally when I teach a squat, I teach a counterbalance squat. And what does that mean? I just put a stick out in front or a bar, and so when they go down, their arms go out in front. They stick the rear end out. They line up their legs. And, again, everybody, I mean, I always yeah, we do it. We did that before. Yeah, so that's okay. a counterbalance squat. Some mm-hmm. type of lunge. 
Mm-hmm. And I very rarely teach a forward lunge. I always teach a backward lunge. I call it a step back. Mm. It's a lot less stress in the knees. Really? And then some type of lateral movement. So some type of lateral movement. And then, again, you can use that you know, against our book, but you could use a bench or something to hold on to to create that stability. That's where I would begin. Yeah. Upper body, and again, I want to talk this about this for a second, is most people when they're training upper body aren't really aware of the scapula, that shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. And when you and I are working out, if the scapula blades are retracted, they're pulled together down and in, you create more space in the shoulder. So when people work in upper body, especially if they're doing like a chest press or a push-up or a dumbbell, whatever, they want to retract the scapula. Yeah. And the reason they're doing that, they're just trying to create more space in the shoulder. Because many times when people do pushing movements, the pecs are actually relaxed, and now you're impinging the shoulder, and now I start having shoulder pain because I've lost the space. Mm. So when the shoulders come down and in, you create more space in the shoulders. Yeah. So if I'm doing a bicep curl, I'm retracting my scapula. And when I retract the scapula, you're putting more load in the arm, but you're really working on your posture. Yep. So that's why a, a bicep curl, I mean, you're always trying to get your arms bigger. Of course. <laughs> and so when we were talking that one day, again, we had you get, getting against the wall. Uh-huh. Now we're adding a little bit less weight, but you're putting your body's actually getting more load into that. And that was hurting too. I think I was doing like 20 pound dumbbells. Like, we was 15, 20 pounds was hurting, too. So Yeah, you were doing, like, 20s, and you easily could do probably 35s mm-hmm. just hanging out. But when we put you against the wall with your scapula yeah. retracted. And you go all the way down. Yeah, all the way down. It, it puts that sure. load. Again, back to turning the lights off, you don't really understand that. So yeah. that's the thing I want everybody to understand. If you're learning, if you can learn how to do a perfect push-up, and we have videos on them, we'll probably put one on the, out there after this podcast. Oh, but when you do a perfect push-up, now, again, it's working your core. No necessary, no reason to ever do a plank again if I'm doing a perfect push-up mm. because a push-up is a plank. So now it's a dynamic movement. The hips are a little higher. You can modify it any way you want. Everybody can learn how to do a push-up. It could be standing against the wall. It's all progressions. Yep. But once you learn how to do the scapula and learn how to use it, now the nervous system gets comfortable with that. If I'm doing a lat pull-down, mm. which is a fantastic exercise for posture, Yeah. You never want to pull it behind the head because now I've lost the posture. Again, anatomically, the, the lats are going basically in a downward rotation. But when my chest is up and I can release the lat or release the scapula, and then I set it, now the lats are going to do the most of the work versus just the arms. Yeah. So when you see people in the gym, they're doing a lat pull down. Many times it's just an arm they're movement. Just it back they're really not using the posture muscles yeah. in their back. Yep, that was me before too, y'all. So I ain't perfect. Yeah, now your back's getting bigger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing goes when you do a row. Yep. You can let the scapula release, and then retract it. So now you're teaching the nervous system, the brain, mm-hmm. how to use those muscles correctly. So the big thing I used to like to train when I trained my clients is I I'd say, Hey, Rashawn, where are you feeling this? Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know, because you don't have the. You just said earlier, you don't have the mind body connection mm-hmm. that takes a little practice so can you get the 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 body just at your brain can you get that to feel in your lats and i'd say that to them they're like no i don't feel that and all of a sudden it would click you know a couple weeks go by and they're like i'm yeah, starting to get it i like it. that feel mm-hmm. yeah now we're getting the feel so now we're getting the the mind body connection yep. and i think that's the big thing on strength training is once you start learning the movements now we start f- wanting to feel the movement not just do the movement but feel, feel the, the yeah. movement so again i'm lining my body up i'm working on my form but then i start feeling the movement yeah. 
And once they start getting that, whether they're doing a row or they're doing a bicep curl or whatever, real basic, and then from there we're going to go into a, a split routine. So walk us through a little bit about what would be a typical chest and back workout for you? What would be the movements you would do, the exercises you would do? Okay, yeah, I would do, uh, first I'll warm up, then I'll do bench press. I like to do both. I like to do an incline and a regular bench press. Um, Are you using a bar or dumbbells? I use, sometimes I use bars, sometimes I use dumbbells. So you just mix that up? I mix it up. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I'm doing lat pulldowns, pull-ups. I like to do weighted pull-ups. Like it's, like it's like, has definitely increased my strength. Um, so you're loading your body to do a pull-up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like to put like maybe, and like I said, like don't be if you just started working out or something like that. Like don't, because I was when I first started, it was just not good. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got to start somewhere, but. Um, but now that you've progressed, but now I can be progressed. I can say that, and it's like if I can say it, then you can. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't the size I was before. That's not how it works. You don't just wake up strong. You got to just continue doing it. So. Um, when I started, I was or now I do um, weighted pull-ups, and then I just do drop sets. Like I drop the um, weight and I do more pull-ups, and then. So yeah. now we're advancing, mm-hmm. or I'm now getting tired. I'm getting rid of the load, mm-hmm. but I still want to maintain the range. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, we're kind of following that at different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. One time I'm at the Michigan Athletic Club, and I've competed in ten bodybuilding contests way back since 1985, and. And then I took a hiatus when my kid, the kids were born. And then I competed like year after year after year for many years. And I really got it down diet-wise and everything else. And, yeah. and I remember this guy was in the, in the locker room. And, and the guy says to me, um, how long have you been lifting weights? I said, uh, you know, a long time. And he goes, how come you're not bigger? And I started laughing, you know, because he thinks just each year you're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never done any drugs, and you know, I'm. But, but I had to laugh that that was the mentality that if you just keep lifting weights, you're gonna just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Reality is, back in the day for golf, nobody ever lifted weights. Gary Player was the only person ever that did strength training, hmm. and today the guy's in his mid 80s, and the guy's just a fitness machine. Hmm. All the other players were afraid to. They would get muscle bound. They couldn't hit the golf ball. Hmm. Today, every sport in the world. They're all strength training. Mm-hmm. If you're not strength, strength training, you're getting passed. Mm-hmm. So, again, we always had that mentality out there that it was going to bulk you up. You're going to continue to get bigger. It's not about that. It's about being able to move better, exactly. feel better, yep. be less, you know, prevent injuries, all the stuff that goes with it, make you more resilient. Yeah. I mean, look at all the NBA players now. They're, they're playing because when they get in the playoffs, they don't want to get injured. Right. I was listening to uh, ESPN this morning, and they're talking about what's going to happen next year in the West and you know NBA conferences and stuff and trades, and really gets da- down to at the end, who's, who's full strength, mm-hmm. who's not injured. Mm-hmm. You said it in your part of your training, you take time off. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into that for a second. If you do not, I always tell everybody, you have to, you train, people can train or exercise hard, yep. but you need to rest hard Indeed. you need to make yes. sure you're resting yeah i think that's a missing link so when i strength train you strength train people ask me how often do you strength train i say i strength train almost every day mm-hmm. but i'm always taking recovery pl- just it's just going to be planned in there mm-hmm. so on our website we have this thing called the 89 day training program if anybody wants it we'll put it out there in the notes and it's and it's periodization periodization means you're you're 
you're trying to train for a period of time and you recover yeah. because you never can keep going up. You're just going to get hurt. You oh. can't just squat more. You can't bench press more. You're going to have to go up and down. Indeed. And so a big part when I'm teaching clients after we've done like a total body routine, we go to a split routine. And a split routine is nice because it allows you to get a little more focused but not spend all day in the gym. Right. So if I'm doing chest and back, like you said, I might pick two or three movements for my chest, two or three movements for my back, and then might do some core and things like that, balance mm-hmm. training, whatever it might be. But that's kind of how it's designed. But what then from there, once we start getting that down, mm-hmm. and if I'm working with Rashawn, I say, Rashawn, we're going to take your routine now, and we're going to start changing the intensity, everything about it. Mm. And so what I like to do each month, I like to really change the reps, the sets, the resistance, all that. So for everybody listening today, so let's say a month of the July, I would say, Rashawn, we're going to do four sets. So pick your three upper body movements or your three chest movements, three back movements. And those, those movements, we're going to do four sets of each one of those. Yeah. And we're going to do eight reps. And then the resistance, whatever you're going to do, machines, body weight, whatever, mm-hmm. will be according to that. So if you can do, if let's say I had you doing a pull-up, and you could do, let's say, 12, 15 perfect pull-ups. First thing we're going to do is range, perfect pull-ups, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. if you can do that, then we need to change something mm-hmm. to give you eight reps. So if I'm doing this, I'm not going to add load to you. I'm going to change your rate. Mm. So if we're going to do a pull-up and we're going to do eight reps, and I know Rashawn can do a lot more, I'm going to have you go up and pause for two seconds. Yeah, that's going to be a killer right and there. And all the way down, I'm going to have you pause for two seconds. Yeah. Back up, back down. Eight reps, you will be dying. Mm-hmm. Now, you can load. We can do that too. But the goal is we're really going to do eight reps. We're not going to do six. If we're doing six, then the – the load is too much, mm-hmm. and if we can do 15, the load is too little. Yeah. But now we're going to do four sets of that, and that's the entire month of July. Mm-hmm. Completely different workout. But then we go into the month of August, and now we're doing five reps, five sets. Mm-hmm. So now we might load Rashawn doing a pull-up or whatever. So now, but you only have to do five reps. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can get three reps... That's not what we want. Again, we might do that at the end, but we really want to do that five sets of five reps. So now the load's generally going to be greater. Intensity's mm-hmm. going to be a little greater. Yep. And then in September, now we move into the three sets of 13 reps. Now we're getting you in the bicep curls doing 15, 20 pounds, yep. but 13 reps is going to be, it's going to be a killer. So when you're progressing, think about that for a minute. Each month, you're changing the load, you're changing the rate, you're changing all that stuff. The chances of you getting injured are drastically reduced. And why is that so the viewers can know? So I'm constantly changing so you're not ch- challenging you know, the body so severely. You're challenging, but you're changing that up so you have this more progressive flow. Mm. And yeah. so that's really where you look at you know, every – top athlete they're all doing progressions if you looked at marathon runners sprinters whatever they have to start out slowly they start building and then they recover Mm. and they slow and build and so in the 89 day training program there's planned recovery in there 
So again, we're just talking each month, July, August, September. But really, there's you go like 12 straight days, and you take some time off, like three days of active rest. You're just stretching. You're doing basic stuff. Or maybe you have a couple of days of really light movements, and then you yeah. start going in there. And that's the pre- plan I follow every time when I train for wow. a comp- competition. If I want to just make it simple for everybody today, I just change each month, take some time off here and there. But if I really want to dial it down, I just follow that 89-day training program to a T, and I just work backwards. Mm. So if my contest is, let's say, September 15th, I start at 89 days, and I just work backwards, and then I follow the plan. Mm. That's very structured, very specific, mm-hmm. but every so often I'll do that. But I used to train specifically. I would just follow that map when I would do that. It but for those out – what's that? It will work every time too? Worked every time. Mm. Yeah, worked every time. Nice. Now, was I the biggest bodybuilder out there? No. Now, people say, well, I'm not interested in bodybuilding. Well, sure you are, because that's what you're doing. You're building your body. Yeah, that's all. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. I'm doing a lot more speed movements before versus bodybuilding. I may be doing a little bit, but it's still the same, the same three R's, the range, the rate, and the resistance. I mean, yeah, right. And you're following that plan. Mm-hmm. But I really want everybody to think about changing the reps and the uh, sets each month with working with the three R's. And if you do that, now you got a really fun, you have really a specific workout. So again, for you and me in July, yeah. I'm going to be moving to five sets mm. of five reps mm-hmm. because in June I've been doing four sets of eight reps. Mm. And my favorite workout is the five sets of five reps. My most challenging workout is the three sets of 13 reps. Mm. That's very challenging. But all these workouts do not take that long. For me, a strength training split routine will take me 30 to 40 minutes. Mm. On top of, I throw a little bit of you know cardio in there, maybe the mini trampoline, some stretching. I'm really a fan of restorative movements. Mm-hmm. But that's what we want to talk a little bit about today is, is strength training and really just kind of the, the stuff that most people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You go in the gym, you do the same thing, same 10 reps, same two to three sets, it's same thing, same thing, same thing. Yeah, I'm guilty for that, too. Everybody's guilty of it. Yeah, seriously. But what happens over time is not only your brain gets stale, but your body gets stale. Right. All right, so as we wrap this up, anything else we that I haven't covered that we want to talk about? Um, just I'm trying to view it as someone if I just started myself because we don't want to just – the thing is, even what Chris said, when we say bodybuilding and you go to the gym – that's what, exactly what you're doing. I think bodybuilding has its own name, and people be like, oh, no. Right. I ain't trying to bodybuild. I'm just trying to work out. Right. Honestly, it's the same thing. You want to scope yourself to the best, uh, your best version. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people always forget that when you, you know, begin your workout journey. Is At the end of the day, we all want to be able to scope ourselves to the best physique possible. Why? Be, not just because we want to go to the beach and look good, but also because you want to just be able to have this – body where down the line it's like an investment almost you know what i'm saying for like sure you're eating right you're, you're working out right you're sleeping right it's an investment and that's how i look at it now it's just like there's no looking back and once you start you're not gonna you're not gonna look back so uh, another thing too yeah. uh, what you're saying too is it's it definitely an investment yeah. you know people take better care of their car than they do their body and it's crazy and so when you look at your body building whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. basically you're trying to change the body mm-hmm. for the better mm-hmm. and so you know for me am i as big and strong and fast as i used to be no absolutely not but 
I know that I still want to play and do all the stuff. Yeah. And this allows me to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it keeps that vitality that I'm, I'm after. Yeah. So like, to me, that's, that's, the, that's the magic sauce. Right. It's like kind of like a, um, if your car rusting or something like that, you want a new paint job. Or <laughs> right. Think about your car. Like that, right. you know, we always use this like analogy where like, if you put in water or pop inside of a gas tank, or you put in 89 inside of a gas tank that's supposed to be 87, the car is not going to function right. So that's how we look at it, too. And that's why I love that, that book, too. It just started hitting me. The name is so crazy. Like, that's a foundation of life. Rest, eat, move. If you want to <laughs> build muscle, rest, eat, move. If you want to live healthy, rest, eat, and move. Well, it's crazy. The other thing, too, we, and again, we'll kind of wrap this up a little bit here, yeah. but you know, if you think about testosterone, I talk a lot about it for both men and women. For women, testosterone should be, and we're talking about total, should yeah. be closer to 30 and above. Yeah. So if you're not getting your, this is back to know your numbers and all that stuff, the podcast we talked about earlier, there's three episodes in a row. But testosterone is a great indicator for aging for both men and women. For men, it should be over 500, and women, it should be over 30. Mm-hmm. So you got to ask the question, what's one of the greatest ways to build testosterone? Mm. Sleep, omega-3 fats, and strength training. Mm. So who doesn't want to have better testosterone? Because it's a great indicator of how you're aging. Come on, if you don't, you're lying to yourself. Huh? So, so I, I said to the group the other day, how do you build testosterone? That was the question for the audience. And I said, sleep. I said, omega-3 fats and strength training. Mm. Not more than that. I go, you do those three, you're going to see some really good changes. Good. So that you're good, right? Mm-hmm. So as we summarize this, I'll just go back to the book, and I'll just look at some of the big-picture summary here. Mm-hmm. But proper posture and alignment is essential for injury prevention and greater performance. So really focus on your form. Mm-hmm. Number two, maybe you hire an experienced professional. Mm-hmm. If you've never been into the gym before or you want to develop a home exercise program, I highly recommend that. Listen to our podcast. Look at our videos online. We have an app. We got Mm -hmm. photos in this book. This book has tons of photos. Breath is a great indicator if your intensity of strength training is too high. So if I'm working out with you, Rashawn, I'm always going to be monitoring your breath. Mm. As you get more into it, which you are, monitoring your own breath. Mm -hmm. Because if it gets too intense, you're going to see changes in breath. Reps the number of repetitions per movement, sets the number of times you repeat the movement. We talked about the three R's, which are range, rate, and resistance. Restaurant recovery play an important role in your health and fitness plans. So make sure you said it. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're getting enough rest. Every strength training movement has a progression. It doesn't matter what fitness level you are. You can Everybody can strength train. We just start at that progression. And find a progression that you can maintain those possibilities and last but not least, strength training specificity. Movement can be have a specific goal in mind. For me, I want to play more. I start adding more speed movements to my lower body routine. Here's a couple of questions to ask yourself. How would you rate your current fitness level? So if I ask you, hey, Rashawn, what's your current fitness level on a 1 to 10 scale? I say I'm not even where I want to be, so I'm going to say seven and a half, eight, so I can just... I would say you're a nine. <laughs> I'm going to tell my but, <laughs> but it's it, again, the goal is uh-huh. we're trying to be better. Yeah, we got my present self mm-hmm. and I got my future self. Yeah, if you, you ask me the same thing, I'm going to rate myself as probably a seven or an eight, mm-hmm. right? I can get better. I know I can. That's yeah. what's it, it's like golf. You know, the frustrating thing about golf, 
you know you can hit that great shot, but why don't I do it regularly? <laughs> Have you ever done any form of strength training before? That's a great question at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn your strength training from? That's a problem sometimes. Well, I learned it from my buddy. Okay. So these are the questions I used to ask my clients. Have you ever been in the gym before? Do you do strength training? Where'd you learn it from? Um, And what are some of the goals you want to accomplish through strength training? I'm a big fan of, let's put some of these things out there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't even know what that, that could be. But I tell everybody, every single day, you should be getting on the floor. No matter what age you are, get on the floor Get into a kneeling position. Maybe it's a child's pose. We need to get on the floor. Number two, we always need to put the arms overhead. Mm. And as once we start putting the arms overhead, then we start working on hanging. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of hanging. So, again, grip strength's a big deal. So, again, you could be supported, and we can go, hey, Rashawn, how long can you hang? Mm. So I had one of my clients the other day say to me, can you hang for two minutes? I said, absolutely. So I went in the gym when he was gone. I'm looking at the clock and went like, holy crap. <laughs> I was dying. I got two minutes. I was dying. Yeah. One minute wasn't a problem. One minute and 30, I started to fall apart. Yeah. I was hanging on for two minutes. So, again, grip strength is a great thing for everybody out there. Yeah. And last but not least here, start with four to six simple strength training exercises that may be done at home or in the gym. Start slowly. Mm-hmm. We talked about hiring a professional, maybe for two to five sessions. You don't have to hire a trainer forever. Yeah. Posture, posture, posture. Maintain posture is essential for greater results and staying injury-free. Enjoy the incredible benefits of strength training can bring to your life. And remember, you are the hero in your story. You're the author. Mm-hmm. We're just the guide. So yeah. if you have any questions, reach out to us. We're happy to help you. We have a great team. Yeah. Any parting shots you want to share with anybody as we wrap this up? Yeah, I, I, I want to just throw this out there too because I was in that position before and here's four things um, that I want to tell people who's just starting or is planning to start or already doing it and just got lost in inconsistency. Here's one thing. If you don't have enough money to get a personal trainer, find an accountability partner. Find somebody that actually wants to, that's either better than you or that's already doing it or that's trying to do it because Getting around people who is already doing something better than you is going to elevate you. You you hang around what they say you hang around five millionaires to be the sixth one. So find like somebody, that. yeah, find somebody that's better than you. Because I shout out to my friend Juan back in the day, I got around to somebody that was already doing it, and that's what's got me to keep going. Because he's like, oh, let's go to the gym today. I'm like, I don't feel like it. He like, bro, come on, let's go. So I have an accountability partner. Two, if you don't have that, you have you know you by yourself kind of lone wolfing it. Create these habits. Do some push-ups. Do some planks. Do just start off small. You don't gotta go to the gym and bust up 225 pounds of weight. You know what I'm saying? Just start doing push-ups and just start doing like small things that's gonna build your habits. The most important thing is habits. What are you cueing yourself to do? In the morning, wake up and do 10 push-ups. In the morning, wake up and do five, 10 sit-ups. It's not, you know, just do something that's gonna elevate you to want to do it later on. And um, the other two, I would just say, like Chris say, sleep, 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 man. Like we always forget about that. And then keep educating yourself. If you want to go online, look on you. We have Instagram. We can we have YouTube. We have so many platforms. You can just be like, hey, yo, how do you do a pull up? (laughs) Right. How do you, you know, uh, do a perfect push up? 
or we got our website going on targetliving.com and we got the app how do how to just look it up and be curious that's it i feel like that's the that's the key right there and remember this weekend uh rashawn is booked i'm booked okay <laughs> anyway thanks everybody for joining us and um remember you have the power to feel your best we'll see you next time